Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here again with our uh, uh, gracious um, guest host, uh, Aram, who's going to go into a little bit more into nursing. And today's topic, we want to get into nursing school and the experience that she had and maybe some of the stuff that she wished she knew earlier when going to school and, and maybe some of the parts up to it. So uh, yeah, Aram, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about kind of your uh, educational journey into nursing. So my, my understanding is you went to uh, UT Scarborough for an undergrad, you went to Michener uh, in between, and then uh, nursing school was actually uh, in Ryerson. So can you walk us through kind of the, the journey through that? Uh, what was kind of the, the most helpful, most challenging? And, and like, did, did you need to do all that schooling? Or uh, was it just more uh, part of your journey to explore uh, where you wanted to be and, and, and whether or not nursing was for you? Well, I think that it was exploratory, but I also think I needed that. Mm. And, um, you know, because when you go straight from high school, you're really young, you're still figuring things out. Um, You know, I went to U of T Scarborough. I, I, like I said uh, in a previous podcast that I wanted to do um, cancer research um, and uh, the possibility of medicine. I did my first round in my first year um, wanting to do cell molecular biology, which was great. It was really tough. It was hard, but it was an amazing experience. But then I got into more of the idea of neuroscience and what else there could be out there. So I went through my journey, I graduated, and then I thought, okay, well, how can I apply this? Because then I realized hmm, maybe research is not really my cup of tea. I mean, it is, but I know I can do more and I really want to see if I can apply myself out there. So that's when I started doing more exploring about other healthcare professions, and one one of which was uh, respiratory therapy. So that was with Michener and uh, University of Toronto. Um, so with respiratory uh, respiratory uh, sorry respiratory therapy, um, that um, was a different healthcare profession, of course, dealing with uh, patients at the bedside, but more of an advanced um, care for patients. So putting in breathing tubes, setting up ventilators, um, putting in arterial lines, um, things like that, for example. And it was a good experience. And I had my clinical practicums and and whatnot. And that was all great. Um, But then I wanted to do more exploring. I said, okay, so there's this part of it as well. But how else can I go out there and really expand myself and really use my skills? So then I discovered I wanted to try something else. And I thought, okay, you know what? Let me try nursing, right? Like it was always at the back of my mind. I was like, okay, let me try nursing. And maybe I'll try a different school just to get a taste of it because I've already had the experience with U of T. So let me try elsewhere. So I decided to try Ryerson and I did. And I loved it. So, you know, I had the four years. Of course, they had the other accelerated programs, but I did the four years and I wouldn't change it, to be honest with you. Um, it was more, uh, it was, it was more spread out. And then of course you got more into the depths of understanding what's for you and, and what's not for you. I mean, and that could be for anybody as well, but when you have an accelerated program, you don't really have too much time to really think about, you know, okay, is this really for me or not? Because you don't have much exposure as you would if you have it spread out over four years. 
Um, what I would say is that U of T, and I went to the Scarborough campus, was more of a, a tight knit, more smaller community. Um, but it was great and I really loved it. Um, I think what was a little different about the other two schools was, of course, I had gotten to a, um, a program that requires, you know, hands-on clinical experience. So of course, I had the experience of not only going into labs more often and simulations more often on campus, but it was also going out into the clinical field and seeing what what the profession is really about versus what they tell you in the textbook. And I think also what was really different was the atmosphere. It was more of a downtown core atmosphere, which was very different um, as opposed to being at U of T Scarborough, which was in the suburbs in the East End. Um, but I would say overall, like the entire experience at all three was um, was was great. It was amazing. I wouldn't change it. That's great. So what I took from that is uh, your journey was a little bit more roundabout than most who would have known that uh, nursing is kind of for them. But obviously, you weren't one of those people. <laughs> you didn't know like straight into undergrad that you wanted to do nursing. You were uh, more interested in, in cancer research and things like that. So uh, that kind of uh, detour at Michener was was kind of well uh, received, and then you made the most of that opportunity to learn a little bit, and and possibly some of the practicums helped you to say, okay, yeah, actually th this part relates quite uh, readily to nursing, and and, and it could be uh, quite uh, appropriate for me to, to to go into that, and uh, yeah, but someone who already knows that they want to get into nursing might skip kind of that uh, that middle thread, <laughs> and, right. and just can, uh, can continue on. Uh, and for folks that are looking to choose schools, then uh, you should probably take a look at, well, are they giving you hands-on experience and how much of that? And it's just more of a personality fit, like suburban versus downtown. That's often just a, a personal choice for, for folks, um, but but you benefited from that. So that sounds like it was a, a great and interesting journey. But if we kind of uh, go into uh, what set you up for success in the, in that nursing program. So, so you did the, uh, the, the undergrad, you did uh, kind of the, the term at, at Michener, like how, how did that help or how did that hinder uh, things in terms of like progress or, or uh, could, could folks be better served or differently served if they went like straight into nursing school? Well, I mean, you do have the option to go to nursing school um, straight from high school. Mm -hmm. um, but what I do think is that I had the exposure prior to so I already had the clinical practic practicum experience. Um, and while I was in nursing school, I was actually working in a cardiology firm as well as nuclear medicine. So I already kind of had that exposure and that experience. So things were not as hard um, as it was for some other folks where it was like difficult for them to kind of open up and speak to patients. Or even when we had clinical exams in nursing school where you actually had to go in, introduce yourself as the nurse that was going to do a head to toe assessment or the nurse that was um, going to um, do a procedure like during our simulations, like it was nerve wracking for a lot of people. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it was, that's just a natural anxiety that you have prior to a test or an exam. But I think that it kind of eased me a little more with the comfort level of how to speak to a patient, um, how to interact with families, how to approach myself in the clinical setting as a student, but also in simulation. So I think that kind of um, eased, the eased that barrier for me and kind of like the understanding of things like um, basic vital signs, the very 
main key, but very basic thing to know when you first enter into nursing school and then going more and more into it. So I, again, like I wouldn't have changed that at all. That's great. And, and one thing that, uh, or a question that came to mind was, uh, because you had kind of that undergrad and the, and the missionary experience in between, then that kind of puts you uh, a, a few years kind of behind, quote unquote, if, if you were one of those people who went into uh, nursing school straight in from high school. Um, so is, is that uh, a difference or, or does that have an impact? Because uh, you might have someone who's, who was like grade 12 <laughs> the year before who is a classmate, right? Um, it, it, is that even a thing? Does, does it matter? It seems like uh, it was a benefit for you because you had a whole bunch of more experience. You were able to kind of um, position yourself uh, much easier and better uh, in front of patients and things like that. Um, or was it more like, well, they expect uh, folks to be kind of the, the, the young, just out of high school type of thing? Or what are some of the, the, the challenges? Is, was age and maturity a factor in, in kind of the, uh, the schooling that you had, the nursing schooling? You know, honestly speaking, and like I've said before, I don't believe in timestamps. You can go <laughs> anytime you want to, you, you know, to pursue anything that you want in your life. Um, I think that having a certain age of completion of a degree or, or a certain like milestone in your life is just something that society places as a norm for everybody. You're meant to kind of accomplish something when you're meant to have that. Mm -hmm. Like I have colleagues of mine that have, you know, done the degree um, prior to, they went straight from high school. And yes, maybe the only difference would be that they have a few more years of experience versus me. But I don't think that that really affected myself, for example, in terms of understanding um, how to take care of a patient or how to do certain things. I mean, maybe the first few weeks when I first went out on my own and started working um, as a nurse, but after I, but again, like, because I had that exposure already and because I had become so accustomed and, and really into it and gone into my own thing and you know, you'll hear about nurses having their autonomy to, to really work and, and, and have that good sense of clinical judgment. I had that exposure. So I don't think that it really hindered me. I think that more of the experience um, helped me move further. And surprisingly enough, I guess to some people would be that even sometimes I knew more than what some of my colleagues did. Mm. Um, even though they had graduated much sooner than myself. Yeah, that's, that's good to know because there are some uh, industries or some professions where uh, there is a bit of kind of ageism where uh, they want kind of the younger folks. So the ones that come to mind are kind of like uh, marketing or computer science where they want kind of the young like hacker person who can code. Uh, and when you're older, they don't see you as, as, as being more accomplished and, and like marketing. Well, it's the, the young kids who know like Instagram and social media and all that sort of stuff. And if you're older, that, that experience doesn't necessarily help. Uh, but it sounds like in, in nursing, actually, it, it's a benefit for, for a lot of folks because really, uh, yeah, with, with the care and wisdom um, and, and the understanding, I mean, there's so much to know. And having done that uh, in a different context and in a different uh, undergrad or whatever, uh, can be much more of a benefit. So it is definitely one where uh, folks who, who are worried about a timestamp <laughs> should probably thrive in if, if they're considering that. So uh, that's awesome. So uh, take us back to kind of starting um, nursing school, right? So your, your first couple of days, you've already had a couple of uh, well, undergrad degrees or postgrad degrees or, or but previous schooling. Um, how does kind of the first, first few days or, or what is that uh, nursing school experience like for you? 
I mean, the first few days, like, you know, everyone's kind of like hustling and bustling. You're going in, you're going into your classes and like everything is just like, whoa. Okay. Like they're like, <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, welcome to 101, whatever, whatever the course was, if it was theory, it was practice or whatever. And, you know, they would say, you know, they, they'd introduce themselves as the professors um, sometimes they would get like previous students, like in their second or third year to come in for like maybe five, 10 minutes, do a quick spiel on, um, you know, what the course was about and how first year was about. And then of course they told us like, okay, so here's, um, here's the, um, course syllabus. So, you know, this is what's expected of for this semester. And you have to read all these books and you saw these list of books and they were like 80 pages or more per week. And that was just like for one class at one course. And you're like, oh my God, what, what am I going to do? Oh my God, I haven't even gotten my books yet. But what was, what was interesting was that, you know, you sat down next to someone and you're just offhand talking and then you just became friends with them and you, you just end up being friends with them for like so many years thereafter. And you just never knew that. It's not like where you were at U of T or like a larger campus, right? And again, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, it was large campuses are awesome. But when you have more like of these professions, you kind of get to know more of your colleagues a little more in depth. And um, like, you know, back in the day when I went to U of T, you sat next to someone. And (laughs) I remember at U of T when I sat next to someone, the professor would say, look to your left, look to your right. next year you'll see that person's not in sight so they basically told you you're doomed because maybe this is not for you but in nursing school they were like encouraging us to actually become very collegial with one another and they even encouraged us to call them by their first names the professors because they told us we're not only like instructing you but we're going to be colleagues Hmm. So it was more of a closeness that they were trying to establish. And then, you know, you'd be sitting next to someone making offhand jokes and, and whatnot. And then who would have thought, who'd have thought you'd be friends couple of like for many years, you'd be texting each other. You'd see like someone getting married or whatever the case is, or you bump into someone like five years later, you're like, oh, I didn't know you were working here too. And, you know, you'd kind of make the offhand joke of like, oh my God, like, look at all this. I haven't even started to like, and the next person's like, dude, I didn't even buy my textbooks yet. Don't even, don't even go there. Like, so, I mean, like, I'd say the first week or two was like, okay, I got to get my books. I've got to get studying, like, you know, but I, I would say it was, um, it was a very different experience. Um, when I went into like respiratory therapy and nursing school, that's kind of like how it was. But of course you had to catch up on your readings. You had to get going. Um, whereas at U of T, like, yes, you had to catch up on your readings, but they kind of expected you to start those readings like yesterday <laughs> before class or the week before. And, and that's good, right? Because they're, in, they're encouraging you to become um, so focused into studying and not that nursing didn't, but I think they gave you a little more leeway because they were like, okay, well, you know, some people are mature students and some people are coming straight from high school. Let them get a chance, like, you know, to get in there and really go through it. They're new. But like, you know, when you went to like U of T, for example, like, um, which is a great school, it's an awesome school. Um, but 
there was uh, more standards on that. Like, you know, you, you had to make sure that you had everything done ahead of time in class. And, you know, I think some people like, you know, and I think it was the rare one out of like a thousand in the class that had maybe already started on the next chapter, whereas everybody else is like still struggling to get, still go through that first one that, you know, nobody finished and, and was even, were even trying to finish assignments for other courses. So I, I'd say that's what the difference was. Right. So what I took from that is, uh, I mean, compare and contrast to, to other programs where there's a lot more like uh, collegiality in there where, uh, yeah, it's not the competitive comp competition of look left and look right and they won't be inside. Yeah. It's more yeah. of becoming friends, uh, even uh, by the first name. I think that that's great. So maybe it's by nature of the, the profession uh, and being more supportive. Um, and and I'm, I'm wondering, it, like from a Let's, let's say class size progression perspective, because oftentimes you'll go uh, to one where like you have a huge hall for, for your first first year. And then by like fourth year, they're like classes of 10 or 20, <laughs> that sort of thing. Is, is it kind of the same thing? Or is it like, no, you, you, we started with a class of 80 and we graduated with a class of like 70 or something like that. Is, is that um, kind of more typical or, or what, what were class sizes like? And, and uh, was it, it sounds like it was a little bit more intimate, um, but how did, how did it uh, vary kind of from, from year to year? Um, I think similarly, whether I went to, when I went to U of T, Michener, um, Ryerson, um, the class sizes in the first year were incredibly large, sure. but as you went through the years, like, I guess people made their changes, people didn't like it anymore or personal circumstances that they had to deal with. The class sizes got incredibly small to the point. I think the most you'd have in one class was maybe like 40, 50 people. Okay. Um, so yeah, if I were to remember that quite correctly, that's exactly, um, what you would have seen. And, um, in the end, for example, in nursing school, when we had our orientation, um, they like for our, our, our final year of orientation, because that was the year where you strictly only did clinicals and you'd go to class and, and, and submit assignments and you'd be in touch with a faculty advisor, but your main goal was just finishing your clinical um, your clinical practicum or your consolidation, they had the orientation with all three sites. So uh, Ryerson's nursing program is affiliated with, of course, the people on site with Ryerson, Centennial College and George Brown. And that was, that had filled the entire um, auditorium, which was probably about maybe three to 400. And mm. that was across all three sites. So you can kind of get a guess at how many students must have been from each site in the final year. So like I said, um, the numbers kind of just cut down over, over time. Yeah, I think that that sounds pretty um, standard. And uh, I guess even with that collegiality, it's not <laughs> that everyone's going to stay in the program because everyone yeah. has their own personal circumstances yeah. anyway to make yeah. a decision and, and whatever. It's not necessarily just a, hey, I have a friend there, so I'll stick it out because uh, Aram was helping me out in first year. If they didn't like it, they, they, they didn't like it, right? They'd have to make the decision. Yeah, their own. yeah. Yeah. So if you're able to kind of give yourself some, some guidance, uh, first year, second year, third year, fourth year, whatever year that, that you want, like what, what are some of the, the thoughts that you'd share with yourself uh, in, in starting uh, nursing school? Um, well, there's a couple of things. So I would say the first one is um, take it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. 
take it one day at a time, take it one hour at a time. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy in the beginning. Like you'll, you'll, you know, feel flustered at times. Um, you're going to have your good days. You're going to have your bad days. Um, but just take it one step at a time. It's like, it's life. It's life. So, you know, you don't know what to expect. Nothing is predictable. Um, nursing school is not easy. Um, you know, you'll already be given so much material to read, so much material to study. Um, you'll have books galore. You'll have to read several chapters. You'll have to review. Um, but you need to take it one step at a time. And I think what's also important is understand your learning style. Do you like to record things and listen to them? Do you feel that lectures are beneficial for you? Do you like doing um, diagrams? Do you like making diagrams? Do you like making um, Venn diagrams? Do you like making concept maps? Some people study best with concept maps. Some people just like to read. Um, some people like to study with music on, uh, you know, that enforces their memory, for example. So I think that kind of all helps in with it as well. Um, and understand your limitations while you're at it, um, you know, while you're going one step at a time, you know, at the end of the day, like your goal is to get that degree, to finish your clinicals and graduate. That's like the ultimate goal for pretty much all individuals that are in nursing school, but take one step at a time. I like everyone really wants to go for that golden apple, but take one step at a time to get to that. Um, it's, and it's not going to be an easy process, but, um, with, with the guidance of, you know, and, and support of your colleagues, I think that can also help. And if you need help, always make sure that you ask for it. If there's something you're not quite clear on, ask, send emails, um, you know, make friends in class. And I think that's another thing that's really important is make friends. When you walk in in your first day, make sure that you make some friends. Even if it's the first person that you sit next to, become colleagues immediately. Become friends immediately because you never know. That person will maybe might end up being your best friend with you for life. You might be best friends for 10 years, even a little more. You might end up working together. You guys might end up pursuing something else after nursing school together. You never know. But always make friends because you need that. Um, you might need colleagues also for, um, study references, you know, helping each other out. It's, it's not wrong to do that because there's so much information. You get so overwhelmed. The way that you can do it is, you know, okay, you have a group of individuals. One person can do notes on this chapter and this chapter and this, and then you can all swap them. And there's nothing, absolutely, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And you can help each other out. So I think that's a bit of my advice. Um, with that, with, you know, going through your, your first struggle <laughs> into nursing school, um, it's, it's, it's never going to be an easy path. It's never going to be an easy path. The second year in nursing school gets a little harder because they get more into diagnoses, um, you know, more into pathophysiology. There's more procedures that you have to learn. The load's a little heavier. They want you to really get into the gist of understanding what nursing is about. You're not only going to be going to class, but you're also going to be going to clinical. So there's going to be two sides to it. Plus you have to make time to study. Plus you have to make time for family or friends or whatever the case is. Right. Um, 
which also brings me to my next point, which is part-time jobs. The question is, can you have a part-time job? I can't really answer that for you. Now, when I was in nursing school, I did have a part-time job, but that's also based on how much can you handle it? If you're someone that's going to be super stressed out and you know that you're not going to be able to manage and time management is a very important thing that you have to weigh out. I think of it like a scale and, and you can't really keep up with having that part-time job. Don't have a part-time job. Work in the summer or work on your holidays or whatever the case is, pick up something temporary or whatever. But if that's not for you and you know you're going to stress out, don't do a part-time job. It's for some people, but not for all. Right. So, so what I took for some of those is, um, I mean, like with any degree, nursing is, is no different, is, is learn how to learn is one of those things where uh, a lot of folks actually don't take the time to, to, to do, right? There are lots of even memory techniques that uh, I would imagine in any sort of medical or healthcare, there's a lot of things that you have to memorize and you have to learn. Uh, but memorization is is not necessarily learning. Right? <laughs> That's kind of step no. one. And then you have to figure out, well, how does this apply? How does this uh, work? Where could I use this? Or or what are the the, the, the areas that kind of link these together? So so uh, you, you have to start with memorization and then you have to advance on that. And uh, some of the things, and I think that's great advice on, on the friends part where uh, forming little study groups, having study buddies and basically uh, teaching each other, I think is, is a great way to learn uh, because not only do you uh, kind of learn and retain, but when you teach others, you have to actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> so other people will be like, oh, I, I don't get it. I don't understand uh, because you didn't really understand it. So that teaching of others, I think, is a great way to, to, to learn. And then on the, the, the factor of like the part-time job, uh, figuring out your, your time management, <laughs> your habits, and what works well for you. So some people might be uh, overwhelmed with just schooling uh, throughout uh, kind of the typical fall and, and winter and might have more time over summer where that's if you if you need money for tuition or, or books or whatever it is, that's where you uh, have your income. But for those that uh, still need uh, money coming in and, and you just have to be diligent about managing your time and your work and, and your friends and your family and your own time too. Uh, that I think is something that, that needs to be thought about where uh, you have to take care of yourself uh, probably above others, but in addition to others as well. So uh, yeah, I think all that's great advice. So what are some of the other things that folks should consider uh, when getting into nursing school? Well, you had mentioned about, um, and I had also mentioned about learning styles. Um, and you mentioned about, it's not about just memorization which is very true. It's going to be all about critical thinking and applying that critical thinking. So back in high school, you may have studied a certain way and you got 90s and you aced it and your report cards were like awesome. Your GPA was great. And that's why you got into the programs that you all applied for. Like, you, you mean, you could have had a, a, a great point average of like, you know, like an A, um, a minus a a plus whatever it is like a you know a 3.8 on a 4.0 gpa score 4.0 um but that changes when you go to university and college um especially when you go into nursing school so your study habits are going to really change it's not going to be just taking in information and simply regurgitating it back out onto paper now some things yes but the, but the aspect of of this profession is how do you apply it it's going to be a completely different ball game. How do you apply that? So your study habits have to change, um, which I'm going to also get into my next point, which is, you know, when you come from high school or 
another program, for example, and you had great grades, which is great. Um, and then when you go in, you know, you notice that your grades are a little lower and they're not as high as you'd like them to be. Um, again, that's all based on study habits and, and critical thinking. Now, some, some you'll notice that, you know, when you've had great grades back in high school and you go into university or college, they start dropping a little lower. And then you notice that, you know, your colleague or your friend has a higher grade. So I guess my piece of advice would be don't be upset with the grades that you have. Mm. And that's a really hard thing to take in. Um, because, you know, you're so used to being academically like proficient and, and getting these grades and, but then when you go into a new atmosphere, things change, the expectations change, right? The standards change. So if somebody else has a better grade than you, don't compare yourself with that person. Just be thankful with, with what you've got. Take it as a learning experience, Think of how can I improve myself better? What can I do better next time so I can do better on my next assignment or my next test? Or most importantly, what can I do in order to, you know, ace my final exam and pass the course or do fantastic in the course? Or if you're already doing well, what can I do to just keep on improving myself and just keep it that way? So I guess that, that would be my piece of advice um, in terms of study habits and, and learning styles and um, critical thinking and grades. Yeah, a, a quote comes to mind where they say, uh, comparison is the thief of joy, right? So, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> um, unfortunately in, in high school, a lot of the grades are for getting into university or college, right? So, so you have to have uh, something more. So you have to compare to say, okay, if, if uh, I don't have a certain grade, then I can't get into the same school as Aram or, or Luki or whatever it is. So there is a bit of competition there. But in college, university, it's really uh, focused more on, on the learning, right? So if you got a, a 60, 70, 80, right? Uh, that's, well, uh, a factor of, do you know how to take the tests? Um, but if you focus more on, okay, the experiential or like the practical components, like could you actually do whatever you're supposed to do? Like uh, put the needles in or, or like uh, diagnose this or that, right? Uh, it, it, more of those real life situations are, are going to be helpful. And, and the grades kind of um, correlate a little bit to that, but oftentimes it, it's not exactly, right? So there are a lot of folks who uh, aren't necessarily like bookish smart, uh, but to do well in like a clinical hospital, whatever setting. Um, and then others who are great uh, academically ha have a 4.0, whatever, but you put them out in the real world where they have to diagnose and triage and organize when, when uh, 12 uh, patients are coming in and they need, all need beds and stuff like that, like they, they can't do that, right? So uh, just being aware of, of what uh, grades actually mean and yeah, avoid a comparison, I think is, is a great one. So uh, what are some other things that, that folks uh, might want to consider when uh, getting into nursing school? So a lot of these thoughts that you you talked about like the comparison that comparing yourself with others and, and comparison of, of uh, grades is like a form of competition is also a thief of, of joy um can really be a downer for a lot of people in in post-secondary education um in nursing school as well and like you said it's more about the learning experience because that's what it really is about because at the end of the day um you know if i graduate with my colleague 
um, us getting hired into a hospital is not going to be based on our grades. It's going to be based on, can we actually have that critical thinking? And that's what they, um, you know, question you on interviews and simulations. And when they actually put you out there in your, in your pre-training and your orientation. So, um, on, on, on that note though, um, when you're in nursing school, a lot of these frustrations, um, you know, with, uh, comparing yourself with others, getting, you know, trying to get the best grade, um, trying to really get yourself out there, <clears throat> um, whether it's personal circumstances, um, any other stressors, it can really, um, overwhelm a person. And it's quite common that a lot of people in nursing school will feel frustrated and, the option, the next option is to quit nursing school mm -hmm. very, very commonly. So a lot of people will, will express, I'm going to quit. I don't want to do this, or they'll break down. They'll have tears. And, and this is not a discouragement. This is, this is just the truth that I have to express because it's something that um, a lot of my colleagues have gone through. I have, I personally have felt frustrated at times in nursing school and we've had long nights of studying and we've had clinicals like all night long, like, you know, where we're there for 12, maybe even 16 hours. And it was so frustrating because you had an assignment due in two days, but you have to go home, catch up on your sleep and whatnot. So I think my piece of advice would be, it's okay to feel frustrated. That's normal. That's completely normal. And that's actually very common, but maintain a healthy sense of being. Make sure that you take care of yourself. Your well-being is very important as well. Yeah, I think that, that that's a great point where going back to that point about like taking care of your, yourself, um, it, it's one where people go through peaks and valleys uh, throughout their, their, their life and, uh, and in school, nursing or otherwise, that, that it's no exception, right? So, uh, and, and one thing is, uh, it, it's, it's normal to go through that frustration, but uh, to always be in a state of frustration is probably not <laughs> the best thing. So think about, well, are there different ways? Can I improve things? Can I change things? Can I do something different in order to... Uh, uh, make it better. But uh, yeah, I think that that's a great point. Um, what are some other things or what are some other like uh, challenging uh, experiences that you've had that, that you'd want to uh, kind of share with folks to say like, you know what, um, this is fairly normal and, and, uh, or what are some other things that, that you'd also want to share about uh, your experience in nursing school? I think what I also noticed was that, um, you know, high school life is very different. The maturity levels are different. Um, you know, as they say, there's Erickson stages of life, you know, you're going through those, you know, those different stages at different times. And some people um, hit them earlier, some people hit them later in life. It's not always necessarily, you know, at those stages. But you know, you have a different mindset. And when you go into university and college, you're, you're kind of expected to be a little more mature. Um, you're going to be working in a very um, difficult profession. And, you know, it's encouraged for you to be collegial. So I think my piece of advice would be um, to bring each other up and to encourage each other. Be collegial with each other. Don't put each other down. Don't bring each other down. That's not a really good thing because that's not something that you would want on yourself. So I would say be a team because that's what's going to happen. Whether you like this person or you dislike them in the future, you're going to work together and then your colleagues. And that's going to be for the sake of the patient and the family. And that actually will impact a lot of quality of care for a patient. 
So what I would encourage in terms of nursing school, but even out in the working world is please don't create cliques and these groups and isolate people. That's, that's not mature. That's not the way to go. You know, be a team, be together, be a team, encourage each other, bring each other up. Don't bring each other down. I think that's something that's, that's really important. I'd like to continue to encourage all the time because it's something that I have seen vastly um, throughout my, um, throughout my academics. Um, and sometimes I've seen it even in the workplace. So that's just something that, um, I wanted to, to highlight. Yeah. I think that that's, uh, very true and important where, uh, leave all those things, leave high school in high school. Right? Right, <laughs> and and yeah. I feel if you can make high school less high school and, and bring some of the, the working world or the real world into high school, that would be better and, and raise kind of that maturity level. I think that would benefit uh, a lot of folks and, and the, uh, focus on positivity, um, and, and bring each other up. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that where, uh, oftentimes, uh, there's always, two sides to the coin you can always think at uh, the, the limitations and the things that are going bad at this moment or you could say you know what we have a great opportunity here we can do all these amazing things and uh, you did a good job right so uh, 50 uh, percent could be that well at least you got uh, 50 more than zero <laughs> versus well what happened to that remaining 50 percent right so it's that there's always a, a different perspective you can take so so that's great and and uh, making sure that you're you're elevating the folks around you. Uh, don't be that uh, that downer <laughs> of, of the group. Uh, and if you carry that through your life, that, that'll help as well. So, um, do you have any any kind of interesting stories that you'd want to share in terms of your uh, nursing experience to say, well, and, and that might not be typical, but uh, ones that could uh, kind of help folks kind of uh, with, with, a, with a lesson or learning <laughs> that they need to get into? Um, like in terms of, um in nurse well what what happened to me in nursing school or you mean just general yeah well probably in nursing school um but things like uh, any particular challenges maybe um that that that, uh folks uh could kind of learn from or or draw from their from your experience uh to see if if it relates to their own nursing school um i think something that comes to mind is um about maybe like seven, eight years ago, while I was in nursing school, um, my sister and I were actually hit with a um, very big downfall. And um, both my parents got really sick. Um, my mother went in for a surgery that was supposed to be very minor, um, to the point that it got into complications in the OR. And, um, like she basically was going to have her complete thyroid removed because, uh, they had found a little bit of cancer Wow. and, um, the, the, the surgeon, um, he had his scalpel in his hand and the knife slipped by accident oh, no. and actually severed um, her vocal cord and a bit of her artery in her neck. Oh, wow. And um, I remember waiting out in the area, like the day surgery, like the, the waiting area out by the OR. And um, my mom actually arrested in the OR. And oh, no. I heard uh, the overhead announcement say code blue. And um, 
I was like, oh my God, because I mean, there was other people there too, but no matter who it was, I was worried. And then um, one of the specialists like ran out from the OR and actually came up to us and said, okay, so this is what happened. And we're, we've started CPR on your mom. And, um, you know, she's actually, she's come back, but um, we have to put, um, we, we actually have to make an opening in her, in her, a breathing tube right here. And we're, we're going to have to put a trach in to help her breathe. And we're going to put her on a ventilator. So um, I think that kind of changed things. Um, so like, you know, we were expecting she was going to be in the hospital. We were told, and she was expected just stay for maybe like a week in the hospital, like in post-operative recovery, but that had made things turn for the worse. And, um, so, you know, she ended up staying in the ICU. She was very sick. Um, she ended up staying there several months. Um, my father also got really sick at the time, not as sick as my mother, but basically, um, I was in nursing school. I was doing a part-time job. So full-time school, part-time job, managing house, um, you know, basic things like chores and things like that, making sure that, you know, trying to get bills paid. And, um, my dad luckily was not sick for very long. So, um, we were able to manage, um, you know, it was just all about, like I said, time management is very key, especially in something like that. So I didn't really have much time to like, you know, socialize or, or this and that, because I was trying to keep up my studies, trying to um, manage the household. And then of course, managing patients. So, which was my family. So I'd be going in, I'd be helping to, you know, I'd, I'd come in and the nurses even knew me and we'd go and help in and we'd go in and we'd help them out and everything. Right. So that was kind of like the other experience as well. Um, already I had that experience. So I was just kind of even modifying it even more. And then, you know, my father who got really sick, he ended up with a blood clot. I already knew how to give um, injections. So that was very helpful. He didn't have to go to the clinic all the time, um, you know, making sure he got his blood work done. So I had to manage like, you know, the dosage of his medication. I was calling his family doctor. So I was like the nurse at home, <clears throat> excuse me, the nurse at home the nursing student in school, managing my studies, going to clinical, doing a part-time job. It was, it was a lot. So it was like a heavy, heavy onus that was placed on myself and my sister. And it, it, it was, it was very nerve wracking at times to the point that at a point where I almost wanted to break down. Yeah. Um, and it would have, I I'm sure that that would have happened to a lot of people. Um, I was, I was pretty young at the time. Um, I remember staying up like long nights studying um, just to catch up with assignments and things like that because I didn't have time during the day where I had to go to class and then do this and then go to the hospital, visit mom. And then, you know, and eventually she came back home. Um, and I think that that was a very heavy um, pressure that was on both of us. And everybody takes their stress differently. And um, the pressure was always in the back of my mind wondering, okay, is um, like if they were ever going to make it. And I feel like from that life experience, it taught me more about how to appreciate things and be thankful, but also how to um, understand people going through their battles and their hardships in their life. So that kind of made me more heavily exposed. I feel like that was a that was not only meant to happen, but I think it was an excellent experience for me to kind of carry out 
my life story and their and its experiences to help care and have that empathy and that compassion to other people. It's not that I never had that. It's just that I think that this strengthened it. And I think it solidified it even more. And I feel that if I feel that if I had lost my parents, I think my world would have turned upside down. And prior to that, I had been through some rough patches in my life, but this was a really difficult one. And I feel like this was a real true test of, you know, preparing me for bigger things, um, to, to prepare me for challenges in the future. But I really feel that that strengthened me and made me the person who I am today. Wow. Well, first of all, thanks for sharing that. That must yeah. not have been uh, easy to kind of uh, relive that moment. But that, yeah. th thank you so much for, for, for sharing yeah. with that. And um, I, I guess what, what I'd love to hear is for those that are going through a similar challenge, hopefully not to kind of that extent, but everyone right. has their own challenges. Everyone has their own problems, uh, big or small or whatever it is. Uh, but if there are some things that like, well, what helped you uh, get through it, right? So obviously you had the support of your sister, which would sound like that was a, a big thing. Uh, and then uh, like managing your time well was something important. But uh, are there any kind of like resources or like what are some things that, that you wish you did or something that you are so thankful that you did during that time in order to, to make sure that uh, yeah, you didn't kind of collapse or whatever? Or was it just more like a, a timing you had to get through it and uh, recovery of parents or something what was part of the solution or, or what are some of the things that if folks are in a similar situation if they went through uh, nursing school what could they do to, to, to seek out help well one thing I would say is um, breathe just breathe through it um, yeah. it's not going to be easy um, take your time prioritize what's really important first um if you need to talk to someone, even for five minutes, do that. Um, I'm someone that's very uh, spiritual, someone that's very into like meditation and prayer. So I think that really helped me, I guess, so to speak, keep my sanity. Um, <laughs> it's not for everyone, but you know, um, go for a walk, listen to a little bit of music. Um, and again, prioritize what you need to do. Um, you can listen to music while you're making something to eat, while you're doing your laundry, whatever little things that you need to do. And then you're like, okay, well, while things are spinning in the dryer, I can study this section for um, X number of minutes. And then, you know, if you have good call, this is why it's important to make friends in school. Tell them the situation, tell them, you know, not everybody's going to be open. Not everyone is an open book about their life. But if you have a close friend, someone that you can really confide in, that person can be able to help you out. Like if they have, you know, notes, you know, for uh, a chapter or whatever, they can help you out. And then, you know, you can just read those notes and study. Um, you know, also I think what's important is, is letting your faculty know. And what I mean by that is letting a professor know, like if you know that you're going to be so stressed out and you can't study for a test, be honest with them and tell them, this is what's going on. Can I please have a rescheduling for this exam? Or, you know, for an assignment or anything for that matter. It's really important to try to have resources or try to have support is more so to speak. We have family friends uh, who are now, who have now relocated to Calgary and um, I would say that they were a very great support. I consider them as like my second family. They were just like people that I could talk to 
um, they would just even support by just even bringing something by. Um, and they would say like, okay, you know what? Like, have you eaten? Are you okay? Mm. And just, you know, having someone check in on you, even if it's for like two minutes, it means a lot. It really does. So if you're someone that's going through something, um, I'm really sorry that you're going through that, whatever it is. But just know that there are people out there. There are good people out there that are trying to, that will try to help you out and support you. And just take one breath at a time because it's, and when I say breath, I mean that very seriously because it's so difficult. I totally get it. Yeah. And I might not be, go I may have not gone through the same things as somebody else um, or someone else is not going through the same thing that I went through, but I get it. And it's really important to talk about things with people. Talking things out really helps. And if you can't talk to someone and you're someone that's very introverted, you know, sometimes doing audio journals for yourself or even just journaling can really help. And sometimes even just reflecting on how you can try to manage things better is manage things is, is, is important. And a resource that's really great, especially for students in college and university is please use your counseling services. They're free. Mm. They're free and they can help you. They can help you and they can even connect, help connect with your professors to, to help you manage things and they can really help you out. So I would say, take these things, take, take advantage of these things. Try to see if there's support groups out there. Make friends from day one. You know, friendships are not only for, you know, a one-time thing in school. Yeah, I need your notes. No, friendships are more than that. You know, it's, it's, it's about supporting one, one another. And like I said, bring each other up, support each other. Don't push each other down. This is what I mean when I say, please don't create cliques. Be a team, be supportive, be helpful for one another. And when I say supportive, I don't mean like just, you know, pass notes around and this, this and that. I mean, be emotionally supportive too. try to support one another, try to understand one another. Even if you don't get it, even if you don't understand the other person, be there for that person and let them know that you want to understand them, that you want to support them. I think that's amazing. And I think that's probably a, a good place to, to wrap up this, uh, this discussion and uh, um, just a, a good call to action for folks. If you're going through something right now, reach out for help. And, and if you're on the other side where uh, you have someone that is uh, in, in a situation, uh, be there for them and, and, and see if, if you can be that person because that'll just help you become a, a better nurse <laughs> in the future as well because that is a learning experience like taking care of your, your classmates, your friends, your, your, your family, whatever. Um, that'll kind of uh, elevate your your, your uh, game and experience uh, later on. So uh, yeah, th thanks so much, Aram, for uh, sh sharing that um, experience during nursing school and all those uh, amazing uh, tidbits and, and useful information. And uh, hopefully we'll get you uh, on a future episode to talk about like getting a job through nursing school or maybe uh, kind of other things that, that uh, would help folks uh, getting through that nursing experience. So uh, thanks a lot again for your time. Thank you so much for having me here. It's been a great pleasure. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U. 
and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.